0: In 2003, I started going along to a church, and I've got to say, I felt pretty awkward. I felt like I didn't fit, because I wasn't used to that kind of um, culture, I guess. I wasn't used to that kind of culture. I, I wasn't brought up in a normal church, well, or in any church. Well, actually, yeah, anyway, I just wasn't. So I just felt a little bit weird, a little bit like I didn't belong, And even so, I loved it. I would like, be like a a runner. Pastor John talked about a runner, which means as soon as the service was finished, I'm running, I'm running, I'm out, I'm I'm gone. I'm out in the car park, in the car and gone before anyone can speak to me. And no wonder, I mean, I look back now and thought, no wonder I didn't feel like I belonged because I didn't hang around, I didn't linger. I didn't get used to, and then God spoke to me you know, during prayer, and I just saw a hand, like my hand, and he said, it's time to give a hand, and not to keep, put your hand out, but to give a hand in serving in the church, and I'm thinking, well, I was oblivious to any of that. I mean, I'd come here, and I think everything just set itself up. I never even thought about it. I'm thinking, I didn't realize what it takes to to get a Sunday service happening like this. We've got people on sound, we've got the worship team, they come early, there's people out in the carpet, all that sort of stuff. I just didn't even think about it until that day. So I, I, I made this deal with God. I've done this quite a few times over my life, you know, because as if I think that I can. But anyway, I made a deal with him and, and sort of thought, well, you know, if somebody asks me to help, I'll do it whatever they do, I will say yes. The very next Sunday, not a joke, a lady comes up to me and she says, hey, could, could you help us? To, we've got a barbecue later on, you know, could you like flip some sausages? I'm like, yes, I can. Because the whole thing about it is I didn't realize that I would be of any use in a church. I, I didn't know that like, I could help because I'm thinking I'm new, I don't know anything. But I can flip a sausage. You know it. So I'm pretty excited. I'm out there flipping sausages, and and then I went on to making, you know, serving people tea and coffee and all that sort of stuff. But what happened, I was in a team. I was in a team of people that was like 10 to 12 people in each team, and I actually got to meet those people. Then all of a sudden, when I come on a Sunday, I see these people I'm familiar with. I, I start to feel like I belong, that they are part of my family, that, is, that they're part of my family. So today, you know, you might be here and you've never had a relationship uh, with Jesus. That's, that's cool. Like, a bit later on, I'll give you an opportunity to invite him into your heart because Jesus, when he comes into your heart, his love pours into your heart. You see the gifts that God has put in your heart for him. So... The title of my message is Disciples Serve. Disciples has been our theme, as Isaac said, and disciples, like I used to think, like what is a disciple? I didn't even know what a disciple was until I started going to church. I never use, used that word before. So a disciple, in Matthew 28, 19, it says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Just a side note, baptisms, Baptizing them in the Holy Spirit, that's how you become disciples. That you get baptized. Baptisms is tonight. Tonight, people. Like, this is what the vision of our church is to see lives transformed. So, as people proclaim their faith in Christ by getting water baptized, they go under the water and come back up. It's like so exciting. It's a spiritual uh, event. It's amazing. Even if you don't usually come at night, I encourage you, come. See what's happening in people's lives. And like I think we've got like 10 locked in for the water baptisms tonight. So isn't that awesome? Our new people team are doing an incredible job, led by Katrina. She's amazing. So baptisms, back to disciples. So disciples are not born. Disciples are made. It says to go and make disciples of all nations. So disciples are made. A disciple learns things and then teaches it. It's just like when you get a new job or, or anything new, new sport, you start a new sport, you don't know everything straight away unless you're a know-all, right? Like, so, so, no, so you learn things and then later on you t- teach things, you, you become a disciple and you get to know not just things in theory, but in practical. So I've just got three thoughts about serving and why. And my first one is uh, family. Because we are family. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. So, <laughs> I'll give you the mic. You sing it. No, 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 no. All right. So Joshua 24, 15, it says, As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I was brought up in New Zealand. You might be able to tell by my accent, even though I haven't lived there for years. So I, I was brought up in New Zealand. I'm a Maori. Or you might have heard the word Maori. That's actually incorrect, but it's okay. All right, I, like it's okay if you say that. Doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying. So I'm a Maori, and I like in New Zealand. Like I have a tribe, so my ancestors, are, my tribe name is Te Fano uh, Apanui. All right, and it's in the uh, east coast of the Bay of Plenty on the North Island. So I've got a uh, marae. So a marae is a set of buildings. I'll just show you a picture of my marae. It's called Fitianga Marae. So that's it there. It's a set of buildings. There's the ocean there. Oh, that's amazing. So that's my marae. Marae is the, the whole thing covered there. So I'm just giving you... So on my marae, things like 21st, things like uh, any kind of celebration, weddings, and also even funerals uh, are actually at the marae. Funeral in, in, in Māori is tangi or tangihanga. Tangi means to mourn or to cry. So that's what a tangi is. So now you know what a Māori funeral is. So all of those things happen and there are events there. So there are two groups of people that are on a marae. The first, like the two of them, the two groups, they're called Tangata Whenua and Manuhiri. Like everyone's like, what the? Anyway, Tangata Whenua. So I'm going to get you to say it. Don't try and read it because you'll probably go, Tangata. Whatever, when when you are. I don't know. Don't read it, but I'm just saying that's how that's how it is spelled, Tangata Fenua. So listen and let's say it. So let's just say Tangata. Oh, that's that's very good. Tangata. Like Fenua. Fenua? Okay, very good. So let's say it together now. Tangata Fenua. Yeah, there's a lot of head movement. It, 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 it's not—it's not really trying to get you. It's Tangata Nui. So Tangata Nui. Tangata is people, and Fenua is land. So Tangata Fenua is the people of the land. So at my marae, I'm Tangata Fenua because I'm—I'm I'm a local, and you—you you become Tangata through genealogy, like my ancestors, my grandfather and great grandfather, actually. Uh, were involved in building those buildings. So my ancestors are there, or it could be through association. So you mo- someone might have moved close to there and that becomes their marae. So they become tangata whenua. So tangata whenua means people of the land. The other type of per- like people are manuhiri. Yeah, that's good. Manuhiri. All right. How are we going? Can, do we think we can say manuhiri? Manuhiri. Oh, yeah, not so much this one. No, no, no. no. Yeah. So, so let's go. Manu. Manu. Hiri. Hiri. manu? Hiri. Manu Oh, very good. You guys are amazing. We didn't even know you were going to get a language uh, lesson today. But so we've got tangata whenua, the locals, manu hiri are visitors. All right? So on marae at any occasion. So, when uh, we have a wedding, for example, at my marae, like the, the phone goes out and everyone's going, oh, it's, it's our cousin's wedding, da-da-da-da-da, it's on the blah-blah-blah, whenever, and you think, right, we're family, we're part of the tangata whenua, we're heading to the marae for the wedding. Now, because I'm tangata whenua, the first thing I do after I park my car is I walk straight into the kitchen, because tangata whenua Uh, responsible like with that it comes responsibility and obligations to make sure we look after our manuhiri which are very good you guys are on it like so so that's our job as tangata whenua. We, we come, we, we want to feed them, we want to make sure they're welcome, we want to look after our manuhiri. It's very important. It's an honour thing, it's a cultural thing, it's the culture I'm from. So it's very important. So I get out of the car, I'm straight into the kitchen. No one had to tell me to go into the kitchen. This is just our culture. When you're tangata whenua, you go and serve. No one told me even what to do, but I'll look and see what's needed. Do I need to wash some dishes? Do I need to um, like go and help peel the potatoes? Do I need to get something ready? Does someone need to send me to the shop or whatever? I'm looking for what to do. And there's usually a head person in there, that, and I'll just go, what do you want me to do? And then they'll just say, whatever, and off I go. Do I care what I'm doing? No, I don't. Because I'm tangata whenua. I'll do whatever is asked of me. Because I want to make it good for the manuhiri and for our marae. So that, that's just where we're coming from when we serve. Males, when they they don't, like they might come into the kitchen if they've got nothing to do, but usually they go straight out the back, they get a knife, and they start carving up the cows, carving up the pigs, doing whatever, like scaling the fish, getting the raw fish ready, getting the hangi ready, getting the food ready, because that's what they do. So they get skills in like carving things up. They get skills in and prepping as well, but we're all, does someone have to tell them to do that? No, because they're tangata whenua. They just go straight out and they'll ask whoever's in charge out there, what do you want me to do? Because we are a family and whether we're family by blood does not matter because we're people of the land, tangata whenua. Cool? So, and and we want to look after our manuhiri. Do you know, it's the same thing. For here, when we're part of our church here on the Sunshine Coast, most of you here have been coming, you know, quite regularly, really, you're actually tangata whenua of the Sunshine Coast. You belong here, you're part of the family, and as tangata whenua, you serve. You give, like, because that's part of the other thing about being tangata whenua. Like, those cows and those pigs that are getting all cut up and the fish, usually the family have given them. They have donated them because they want to make sure, like, especially like raw fish is a delicacy. Like, I love it. Raw fish and you put coconut um, milk in it and a bit of tomato. It's like, oh, I love this. Yeah. And, but someone's got to catch the fish. So part of our tangata whenua, we're out all night fishing, got the fish, Come in. So that's what happens. You give, it's a culture of giving, and it's a culture of serving because we're family. Here, we are family. I love you guys. I love it that you're family. I mean, you look look a little bit different from me, but you're family. (laughs) We're family, not so much through genealogy, but we're family through association. We all come here. This is our home. So that's the reason why, number one, is family. That's why we serve, because we are family, not singing. And do you know, like there's destiny in this place. There's destiny in the land. When I think of, as tangata whenua, like in Fitianga, there was giftings placed in me from that time. I mean, I've been serving there. I don't even remember when. When I wasn't playing bull rush as a little kid, I was in the kitchen. It's just, it's just our way of life. It's just the, the thing you do. So I just love that this can be your place. Destiny is in a place. You stand in a place. You grow in a place, in this place. So you guys, what are you here? Yeah, sort of like, yeah. I sit here, mumblings of tangata whenua. That's right, your are tangata whenua. <laughs> Woo, I'm going to have you guys like tanga You know, after the last service, someone came up and said, you know, well, actually, I'll just leave you with the manuhiri. I'm like, oh, come on, they just got it. Like, how good's that? So that's it. That's a little bit of a a, a cultural thing. But it's the same kind of culture in Jesus. We are family. We are God's family. We are. So that's number one's family. Number two, you discover your gifts when you serve. So in 1 Peter 4.10, which is our weekly verse. So get your phones out and get ready to do the old QR code. Like It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. God has placed gifts in every person, not just the person you're sitting next to, every person. God has placed gifts in you, and he wants you to use them well by serving one another. Gifts are not just for you. They're to serve one another. Your gifts serve one another. I had the gift of flipping sausages, and man, that was an awesome... But that's to serve, like, cooked sausages to people. See? Like, someone had to be there to make sure they were cooked properly. Whatever your gift is, use it. But what happens? God will um, reveal your gifts to you as you start to serve. I talked about... Uh, Hannah McCready, who is actually uh, our production, online production campus, like she, but she, Hannah has uh, been in our church here, must be 10 years, because she came when she was 11 years old. And two weeks after she arrived, she started serving, like Hannah's 21 now. So that's 10 years. I'm just going to tell you some of the, the things, the areas she served in. She served in crèche, she served in kids, on the worship team, in youth as chaperones, looking after our visiting ministry, in the events team, in the services team. Now, what happened during that time, Hannah, who was 11 at the time, has been growing in different things and honing her skills in different things. And God's moved her on to different teams because all promotion comes from God. You know, you can sort of think, oh, Jesus, if I only had my chance. You know, like really, all promotion comes from God. Just so that you know that nobody's holding you back. Usually you are. I, I can give you my own story about that a little bit later. You'll, be, you'll love it. <laughs> so, but Hannah is there. And when I started to pray into our online campus and who was going to be part of the core team, one of the first people or pictures I got was of Hannah. I thought, wow, you know, and I knew that Hannah had been on the services team, but I thought maybe it's services that she's going to get involved in. I had no idea that she was even interested in production at all. But God spoke to me, but he didn't only speak to me, he spoke to other leaders about her being online as well. See, God, he doesn't mess around. He knows and he makes it happen. So I invite her and we have this little chat and I go, oh, you know, would you? And then then I start saying something about production, and she goes, oh, I'd love to be in production. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Did I know that? No, I didn't. But God does know, because he knows the gifts that have been placed in you. So, yeah, that, that's what you do. You just serve wherever. Like tangata whenua, we serve wherever. We do whatever is needed at the time. So that's Hannah. Like myself, I talked about the barbecued sausages and that, and I was really I was really enjoying having fun and getting to know people, serving and serving coffee and tea and all that sort of thing, filling up the little communion cups. I was enjoying it. It was fun. And I got to meet people and make friends. And then a leader said to me, Teresa, you've got a gift of communication. We need you to do um, R-E or R-I, it's called religious instruction at a school. We need you. You've got to give it. I'm thinking like, no way. No way. I'm not doing that. Like, number one, I don't want to speak to anybody. Number two, I mean, I love my kids. But, you know, I don't mind other people's kids, but I really don't want to be doing that. Like, it was, just, was not exciting me. I'm like, no. And, but then he says, no, we need you. We need you. Now, straight away, I, what am I? I'm, I'm tangata whenua. So I'll serve where I'm asked. So anyway, I wasn't too keen, but he said, you know what, you can just be my assistant. You just still go through the notes, but you can assist me. I thought, you know what? Okay, how hard can that be? That I can do that. I can I can assist him in the class. I can just make sure the little kids shut up while he's talking, all that sort of stuff. You know what I, I'm thinking, yeah, I could come in handy doing that, like be quiet, you be quiet. It's like so we get to the day and it's my first day on the job. (sighs) I'm excited. I'm not not at all excited, actually. And we're praying, we're praying, and we're praying for the kids and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, oh, something's happened, Teresa. Like, someone didn't turn up for the grade seven class, so I'm going to have to take that. And I'm like, so what does that mean? That means you're on your own. (laughs) I'm like, no, the thing that I don't wanna do, and now I'm on my own. And and he goes, you're in this class here, you've done your books, like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I'm like, oh no. Honestly, I started to sweat instantly. I'm not a sweater, but I was stressed. I was sweating. I get to the classroom, I'm all disheveled, you know, I'm a mess. I get there, and I mean, I've taken, I've, I, this is my day off from work, and here I am spending it sweating and stressing. And I get to the class and they're waiting there, 30 grade 3 kids. I could see the gleam in their eyes. They were waiting. I could tell. I knew what they were thinking. They looked at me like fresh meat. They knew, they knew I was intimidated. They knew I was terrified because I was. I was totally intimidated by these grade three kids. And because I'm thinking this is not my gifting and whatever. I mean, I felt like running, but it was too late because I'm tongue to whenua, so I've just got to do it. So I muddle through this hour, the longest hour of my entire life. And I get through, I get in the car and I'm still sweating. I've got like little armpit things underneath. It's just awful, just so bad. Smell, it's like blech. But I, I, I'm like, I hate this. This is like not cool. What excuse can I make not to go next week? Because I've made a commitment for one year. What? A commitment for a year? But in the whole time, I'm thinking, oh, what can I do? What can I do? Well, no, I, I stuck to my commitment because I'm to fenua. Even though I wasn't keen on it, I, I wasn't excited about it, I, I still turned up, prayed, sweated, uh, like, look at the gleam in their eyes, and some of them definitely were demonic. I am not joking. <laughs> no, no. But, but, what, what, but something started to happen. Something started to happen where I had to get creative. I, and God helped me with that. He's, you know, I, I was getting like, because I really had to pray. Boy, you have to pray when you're like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do for an hour? But I started thinking, wow, let's get some kids' music, some Christian kids' music, and get them dancing and, you know, having like throwing footballs around in the class and stuff like that. And let's, let's have little plays, like with the three wise men and the donkey and stuff like that. Oh, all, the, all this stuff, all of a sudden, I started getting creative so that they were actually enjoying it. And then by the end of the year, I actually quite enjoyed it because I was prepared, I was ready. But it was because I was kind of thrown in the deep end, I just had to pray and ask God, what can I do that would help? And it gave me skills. I got skills on how, do you know how um, much you can keep a grade three attention? Like this attention spans like two seconds. So I was having to think about things all the time, constantly, like changing things up all the time, but it taught me how to engage with people. So, that, so God was honing my skill, and I didn't even know it, in a place that I didn't even like, in an area that I thought I couldn't serve, in an area that I wasn't passionate about. What? Serving in an area you're not passionate about? Really? Really? It's amazing what God can do and what he did in my life in that one year. He really, um, you know, you, you might be here and you might not feel equipped for whatever it is you're doing, whether it's in church or out of church, but God never waits until you're ready. He never waits until things are going well. He places you so that you become. He equips you. He helps you. He guides you while you're there. So cool, right? So the first one is family. The second one is discover your gifts. The third one is when you serve, it transforms your heart. It transformed my heart. It developed my character. It needed developing. My character needed developing big time. So in Proverbs 17.3, it says, Fire tests the purity of silver and gold but the Lord tests the heart. When I was serving, my heart was tested numerous times. I think of it like a sandpaper ministry. Has anyone ever been in a sandpaper ministry? You're thinking, what what is that? What happens? It's when like people rub you up the wrong way, or you rub people up the wrong way. (laughs) Oh, and I was both of those big time, man. Because, and why I call it a sandpaper ministry, because when I say God changes your heart, it's like the sandpaper was starting to smooth off the, roughs, the rough edges I had. I had lots of rough edges. But it's amazing how God works in that. I had a little incident where I was serving my tea and coffee, and I love that, like, oh, let me get your hot water. Oh, it's like, what the, you know? I love doing that. And then what happened? This lady, not here, not not here in this church, this lady started having a go at one of my teammates. Yeah, that's not cool. Have you guys seen the haka? Like, you know, like really, not cool, not cool. So I, I'm starting to get like, I could feel it. You know, when you, you know, you just like temperature is rising and I'm like, what? now all of a sudden she might as well have done it to me because i'm like furious i and i'm thinking like can you believe it, it and it's all over because she wanted milo and we didn't have milo and he said i'm sorry we didn't have milo but we what you don't have milo started yelling at him whinging went back to her seat and was talking to the people and looking over at him and like they oh, didn't have milo and oh yeah i was like getting triggered big time so i'm like yeah, yeah, no more. Like. So I'm looking over, I'm looking at it, like, over here, and she's like looking at me, and she's like, and I'm like, you shut your mouth. It was and and like with a poo which is a mouldy thing as well. My eyes were like bigger saucers. I'm thinking like, because I had to do everything at that time to stop myself from jumping over the table and slapping her, because I was like, what on earth, you know, how dare you do that to my, but what happened is, it's like, you know, this is what happens, God teaches you patience, he gives you character, so I went down into the toilets and just like shook it out, I had to shake that anger out, and it's one of my methods that I did use at the time for getting anger out, because, and getting stress out, because I was like, I was ropeable. So I went back up, and one of the pastors came over to have a word with me. And I'm thinking, yeah, can you believe it? Like, she's, like, complaining about the flipping milo. <laughs> and he's going, well, actually, no, I've come to talk about you. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, what? I did nothing. I'm trying to protect him. Like, you, know, but, you know, but we're gracious, Theresa. I'm thinking, like, what? What's that? Like, serious, at that time, I didn't know what grace was. But this is what happens. This is what happens. Through serving, you learn. Your character grows. I don't know. I, I think I might still get a little bit upset, but I, I would handle it a lot better. I wouldn't be, like, mouthing things anyway. You know? <laughs> no. but, but this is what happens. Transforms your heart. So in Matthew 25, 40, it says, whatever you, uh, like, truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. See, simply put, that means the way we treat other people is the way that we would treat Jesus in this passage. So what is one of the least of these? One of the least of these are people who are overlooked, ignored, socially, psychologically, uh, psychologically or economically disadvantaged, unwell, least known. So, what you did for the least of these, you're actually doing it for Jesus. When we had our worship team up here, bringing in the presence of God, they're doing it to you, but they're doing it for Jesus. When someone met you out in the car park and said hi, they're doing it for you, but they're doing it for Jesus. When someone put a chair out earlier, they're doing it for you, but they're doing it for Jesus. This is what happens when we serve, we do it for Jesus. And we don't just do a slap dash job of it. We go the extra mile. You might have heard that term, going the extra mile. In Matthew 5, verse 41, it says, and whoever compels you to go one mile, go with them too. I never knew that this happened. Like Jesus, this is Jesus in a parable. It's Jesus saying, instead of going one mile, go two, Because in in the time of Christ, the Roman Empire was in control. And a Roman soldier or official could ask any Jewish man at all and say, hey, I want you to carry all my gear, my burdens or my whatever, my hay, whatever it is, my cow. I want you to carry it. And they had to do it by law. They had to take it by law, 1,000 Roman steps, which is a Roman mile. So they had to take that and carry it with no question asked because it was the law. Now, what Jesus is saying is like, once they finish their mile, they could just drop whatever it is and go about their normal day. But Jesus is saying, no, don't just go one mile, go the second mile, go another mile. That's what he's saying, he's saying, don't just stop there, what was required of you, but go beyond obligation. See, that's a principle of going the extra mile. I want you to think about when, when whatever it is you're doing. You know, do, do you go the extra mile do you, or do you just do what you're obligated to do? Right. Right. Tangata whenua. Go the extra mile. Right. You guys are tangata whenua. We go the extra mile because we're family and we love each other and we care about our manuhiri, we care about our visitors, we care about each other. So those are the things, you know, family, and then we discover our gifts, and then our heart transforms. All those things happen when you serve. So if I can just ask you to close your eyes, I want you to think about anywhere in your life, whether it's in church, out of church, in work, in your family, somewhere where you serve someone. And I want you to just ask and ask God to speak to you today. What is He saying to you? Thank you, Father. Father, I ask you to speak to each person. I thank you, Lord, that you've formed them, that you've made us in your image. I thank you, Lord, that we are tangata whenua. We are family. We love each other. We care about each other. We care about our visitors. We look after people. And I thank you that you're talking to people right now, that you're asking them, whether it's a hand, giving a hand with something, or talking to someone at work, or helping somebody out that's going through a rough time. Father, I pray that you would talk to them, speak to them, stir up their spirit, stir up the gifts within them thank you jesus speak to them if that's you and you really feel that god is talking to you he's talking to you about serving about being family i just want you to just quickly raise your hand thank you jesus thank you jesus i thank you father that you love every person i thank you lord that even you came to serve. I thank you, Father, that as we are family, as we care for and look after each other, Father, that you continue to stir up the gifts within us, that you continue to, to transform our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. That's so cool. I just love it. I just really sense the family. I've really sensed the tangata whenua that we are part of God's family.